Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. As Nike trainers, international retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, we help people from all different backgrounds push towards their potential, get healthy, and change the world. This podcast is about teaching others to actively pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, similar to how we pursued ours, and how to get and stay healthy doing it. We didn't start our careers in training and wellness. Jason worked in public accounting, and I, Brett, worked in corporate retail until starting our dream experiential wellness business, Live Better. What started as an idea for a protein bar led us down a path to build what Live Better is now, which performs everything from personal training and corporate wellness to international wellness retreats and yoga and meditation for kids. We are here to encourage you to follow your dreams while holding you accountable. It's not easy, it's not always simple, but it is possible. Let's make today the best day ever. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. This is a new voice you're hearing here. It's Paige, Chief Everything Officer, whatever you want to call me. Uh, we've got the Live Better crew here today. Rye calling in from Denver. What's up, Rylan? Yo, yo. Yeah, Brett, Jason here, and we're doing a podcast on the Live Better Retreat. Recap from this year and talking about what's to come in 2022. Let's go. Are we ready? You. Oh, we're the most ready in history. I feel like we were the most ready for the last one. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the last retreat, we obviously weren't able to put one on the whole year prior. Um, so it was really cool to have uh, an insanely awesome group. Um, the entire resort was full of our people, which is really cool. That was the first time that's ever happened where there was nobody else there besides us. That was just really kind of set the stage, I think. And then... I don't know, there was just something special about this crew, too. Um, and like Jason mentioned, we were just ready and dialed in for it. So I think it was a combination of a lot of things. Um, and just still kind of feeling a high from it. It's definitely like you come back from an experience like that. There's a lot of emotional load that is put into not only the experience, but then also the conversations, everything that goes on. Uh, but the crew has really been staying strong since that. And uh, we'll translate that into March. I think for me, kind of coming out of every one of those experiences, I always feel just a, an immense sense of gratitude and also a lot of learnings personally. I think, you know, we do a lot to put in into it. I, I always feel like I come out as though I was a participant in it from the workshops, from the journaling, from the interactions, from the coaching sessions. Um, there's just so much to learn from such a, a awesome group of people. Um, so this was such a great experience and there's nothing wrong with surfing for a week and having no, fun it, with the squad. Yeah, that was amazing. And I'm 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 curious if you guys noticed this or felt it in the in the same way that I did. But just comparing this retreat to the past retreats we've hosted, and I wonder if this is possibly a result of COVID and um everyone kind of being locked inside for a couple of years, and maybe it's even part of you know, part of it is us taking like a two-year break. But when I compared this past retreat to to the previous ones, I noticed that it was much more centered around human connection. It was centered around philosophy, spirituality, and it wasn't so focused on like the the little nitty gritty details of like health and wellness, right? Like I I didn't notice people asking about like intermittent fasting as much, for example. They more wanted to ask and talk about 
how to emerge back into the world after COVID. How do we connect? How do we develop like strong, meaningful, long lasting relationships? Like it was much more um, like heart and mind focused is like what I, what I experienced. What, what did you guys think? I think it was good validation that in-person connection will never go away. Like you're just never going to lose that for us. So many things were virtual. And I think when we were originally planning the dates, it was sort of a toss up whether the trip was going to be zero people or overflowing. And I think it was great validation that, you know, what we were doing is meaningful, but it also just was reaffirming that to your point, that is the most important part of the trip is all of the interactions that the participants have with each other and that we still need that as human beings, especially when that gets taken away. Obviously that feeling and need is amplified, but I also noticed the same thing. I answered way less questions about training and nutrition and even about like the ins and outs of meditation and more of the like meta macro conversations around like how do these things fit together more context for like kind of our life as a whole, which I'm also happy we frame the workshops around kind of as like a broader conversation. But I think that's a good question for Paige because she was also there twice as a participant. And then that the first time helping to lead and organize. Paige, what what do you think in terms of you being there, watching that happen on this trip, but also being a participant for two trips before? So for people that don't know, Paige came on two retreats first, just um, as a participant and not as a Live Better team member. Um, and then on our most recent one, helped us to lead and organize it. So Paige, what did, that, what did that feel like kind of between trips for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely huge difference. And I think one, due to the growth of Live Better as a business and the changes we had. But I think the biggest thing first that I notice as a team member and not a participant is kind of stepping on that outside and looking in. You just see the way that people naturally make it happen and have this experience be what it is through the group themselves. Like I think live better and what I maybe didn't recognize as a participant is how well you three give everyone the space to make the experience what it is for the group. There's no expectations. Everyone's kind of just there to be inclusive of everyone, there for everyone, supportive for everyone, but it is what the people make it. And so when I first came, everyone, kind of like you said in the beginning, right, everyone was really goal-oriented. I think the notion that I understood about Live Better was Everyone was coming on the trip because they wanted to change something or up-level something or better something in their life, and it could be a variety of different things, whether it was career, whether it was relationship, whether it was just to have a break. And the difference between, one, for me, going as a participant and a part of the team is just seeing, again, like the space that the team creates to let people 
make the experience an unforgettable one in the way that they want it to be. Whether you are there to get some workouts in and to get back on track, or you're just there to have a really good time with people that you have just met, but kind of let some guards down. So I just think there was a difference in, and it may be due to the fact too, that we had the whole space to ourselves and rent you know, rented out the full resort this time due to the amount of people and the bigger size of a group. Um, but that it, it was just, it's just a vibe. I can't explain it. Everyone's I, just got to really, go. But I really think the difference is. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that page. And I mean, I, I really do think though that this, um, in a way, like the, the past two years of COVID, it, it, it created a, a different um, a different intention of which like how people came into the retreats. And I think when we have people slowing down and really being able to take inventory on their life, right, and understand that like human connection and when we don't have it is like one of the most important things to our health and well-being – and then they're able to come into an experience where we are all able to connect, then I think that's when we start to shift from like maybe the past retreats you mentioned, Paige, is like more goal-oriented. And and on this one, it felt like it was much more meaning-oriented, right? It's like, let's go to that layer beneath the goals and found like build that foundation. And then once we can kind of establish meaning and purpose, then we can start to layer goals on top of that right? That start to guide us in certain directions. But I mean, it really was just like, like I was blown away by, by the connections that were made by the connections that, that, and the conversations that I had with people, like I was so filled up by the end of it. I remember I was the, I was the last one to leave the resort and I'm in the van driving to the airport and I just start fucking crying. Like full blown waterfall, like nothing really triggered it for me except just this like overwhelming feeling of, of like just connection. Like it just felt so fucking good to, to connect with people again in that way. And I think Jason, to your point, maybe why people weren't asking about, you know, workouts and training like as much is that those conversations can happen anytime. They can happen over over a fucking phone call, right? But like those those deeper conversations that that kind of re- require like an energetic um, like synchronicity between people, like those really like not that they cannot happen in person, but they are just much more impactful in person. I, and I and I noticed that people just really um, leaned into that, and and it just felt very natural. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a good testament to the types of people, too, that show up. Like, we don't really have an archetype of person that comes. Um, I think even on this next trip, we're going to have probably the biggest age distribution that we've had so far. You know, we've had people in their 50s and 60s, and then we've had people that were still in college join the trip. And... I was explaining somebody um, that's a little bit older was signing up for the the March trip. And they said, am I going to feel out of place being older around a lot of younger people? And I said, no, I I go also just think about how unique and rare it is to share a deeply safe 
and judgment-free conversation with somebody that's so far outside your normal peer group that that creates such an interesting dynamic between people of different demographic, people of different age, race, geographic location, um, kind of like experience level with life and with travel. And you just get this like crazy mix of people that get attracted to our trips that I think it creates a very unique atmosphere where it's not all one type of person. Like everybody is not hyper aggressive. All I want to do is crush workouts all day long. It's not only yoga people. Nobody is Kelly Slater out there. Like it's not a surf only trip. You don't have to be a like monk (laughs) in terms of your meditation practice. You don't have to be in shape. You don't have to be anything. You just have to be you. And I think that's kind of the the vibe that Paige was talking about. I think this trip finally helped me identify that we really help people be themselves first and give them a space to be like, you don't have to pretend to be anything that you don't want to be. And then we help develop that that person, not some embellished, like, you know, propped up version of yourself that you have to pretend to be at work or to go on dates or whatever. It's just no judgment. You are, you are completely yourself in this space for like seven days and you have so many people supporting you with many different experience levels and backgrounds and creativity levels and all the great things that get added into some of these connections that I do think it, it does create this very, very unique environment that's hard to find anywhere else or, or, recreate. Yeah, I cannot agree more with that. And I think in a way it's like, we don't know who you are, but we do know how to pull the best out of you. And once we are able like to kind of co-create that alongside someone, you know, we start to pull the best version of ourselves out of everybody. And that's kind of this like beautiful synchronicity that's happening is that we are celebrating everybody's uniqueness and, and differences. Right. And I think in a way that might be a mirror of the four of us, right? Where we're all very different people. You know, I'm not doing a high rocks event. I mean, I did one workout with you guys and I, I've retired. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always been our dynamic and relationship is that like, we've always celebrated our differences, you know, and we've never tried to like push each other to become someone we are not. But it's that kind of identifier of like, once we can understand, you know, what um, makes someone tick, like what fills them up, you know, how do we lean into that and support them in that journey and that process? Because in return, you know, we are getting that support as well. And that's where like, one of my favorite qualities of these retreats is this very kind of um, like, even dynamic between everybody where, where every single person there becomes a teacher. You know what I mean? Like that's always what, what blows me away by the end of the experiences is I start to just take notes. And obviously this one was much bigger than our previous retreat. So these notes were a little bit lengthier, but I was just blown away by how much I learned from every single person there. Right. Um, and that's, you know, I think where we go into like what Paige mentioned, like we give people the space to kind of create the experience that they want to create, that's going to best fit them. And, you know, that 
leads into like words like accountability. You know, you don't have to show up to any workshop, but we are somewhat expecting that if you do not, you are doing something even better. Right? <laughs> um, we're creating safety, you know, and that's what you mentioned, Jason, safety to be yourself, that, that comfort to show up and be vulnerable. And that's something that, you know, has a trajectory on the retreats. Like it, it starts to kind of really like amplify towards the end of it, of the experience, because part of being safe and connected with someone is, is having trust and like trust has to be established. It can't be faked. It has to be honest. Right. So no wonder that by the end of the retreat, when people trust each other, that vulnerability really starts to like magnify. Um, and then the, the last thing you said, Jason, which I love is like that accessibility, right? We really open this up for, for every type of person, because I think we recognize that, you know, we are better with, with a, a multitude of perspective, right? And that, that kind of creates a through line between every different type of person, right? And so this is really, um, and I get asked this question all the time, like, oh, who's this retreat for? I think it's really for anybody that is looking to, to step into an environment where they can feel like they can completely be themselves and, and, have a curiosity or rather like a wonder of like what happens when I'm able to be that person for a week and work on some deep shit alongside other people. I think that too also comes into the understanding too, that you will be yourself and you will also be challenged. I think one thing that really yeah. I notice on these trips is that it's not just like, Oh yeah, I agree with you. Like a hundred percent, like do that. It's there's support. And there's also challenge. And I think that that's a really important thing in finding that true self and that person that you want to be. And and coming back to the, the differentiating perspective, that one thing that I was looking at coming back from this one was how diverse our group was. We had people from literally Seattle, Portland, California, Texas, Denver, New York, New Jersey, Florida, Chicago, like Hawaii. Hawaii. I mean, it was like, Oh my, like, and the thing that was, and, and then like you mentioned, Ryan, like how kind of things culminate towards the end of the week, everybody gets out of it what they need to get out of it, as long as they're willing and able to put in the work during the week to do that. And to me, what it really shows is the commonalities of human, of being a human. I mean, we've had people from overseas come before and, you know, what I really get out of it and see is that like your, ge your, ge your geography obviously like impacts you, right? We talk about set and setting all the time. What really, really is so fascinating is how immediately or within one or two days, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your quote unquote status. None of, nobody cares about that stuff. It's like, what are you working on? How can I help you with that? Oh, I can relate to that. Or maybe this person can relate to that. Go talk to them about it. Um, and I think it's so cool because people really are able to kind of let that guard down. Um, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your orientation. None of that. Like, it's just you be you. Let's have the conversation and let's connect about that. Um, and I think that's really the, the most special thing for me is that once you're there, of course, there's initial conversations about, you know, where you're from and da, 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 
but then it's just like, let's just be real and let's get deep into it. Um, and yeah, that, and, go ahead. No, Brad, I was just going to say, I really like what you're saying here. Cause it, I, I kind of feel like there's a, there's a paradox to pull out of that because it, it both does not matter, right? Like who you are. Well, at the same time, it deeply matters. Yeah. Right? It's, it's all that matters like, too. And that's, I think that goes back to the safety element of it. It's yeah. not who you are. doesn't matter in the sense where you're going to be judged, but who you are is so beautiful and unique that we, we really try to create this safe environment where you can show that side of you can show who you really are because it does matter. Right. Right. I think it's cool too, because we get to connect with everybody. So during the week, Jason and I sit down with every single person and have a one-on-one conversation about what they're trying to get out of it, where they're trying to go. So throughout the week, like we have our schedule, but it's like the conversations in between the schedule and the ideas that get sparked from the schedule are really where you can like take things and and find meaning. Um, And then, you know, the health aspect of it, like we always talk about health being a tool to finding yourself, to pursue your purpose, to give back to others. And that's where our health fits in. Um, So the surfing, the yoga, the mobility sessions, the discovery of your body, like, you know, people come up to us and we talk about things after a workout, like I've never done that before. This felt weird or like, man, I didn't know I could do that. Um, And especially with the surfing, I mean, the everybody got up again, we're another successful year of everybody that tried to get up, got up on a surfboard. And I think there's something magical about that. And Rylan, you were you were out there a bunch of people kind of doing some lessons. What do you get out of that when you see somebody want to grab a board and rip or get up for the first time um, in the water? I mean, it just, it fills me up um, in a way that not many other things do. And I think the, 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 the quality there that I notice is it's courage, you know, it's like, witnessing people and being able to um, be a part of that courageous act of someone doing something that they are uncomfortable with and, and having that courage to show up and do it. And I think what what's on the other side of courage is, is a lot of joy and a lot of confidence. Um, so to be able to, you know, I don't want to say give that gift because it's it has nothing to do with me. I'm just you know helping facilitate it as much as I can, as you guys do as well. And it's just um, you know just to see the the, the reaction from people <clears throat> on the other side of that courageous act, I think is really beautiful. Um, You're not going to say it for yourself, but I think that what you consider not being a gift that you're giving somebody because they're the ones that are coming on the experience and trying and doing it. The gift that you're giving people, which you are the best at is the way that you hold a very present patient space for people who are learning anything. Like you're in my mind, your biggest talent, you're the biggest draw. I think what people get out of the trip from you specifically Ryland is that like deep one-on-one, just like true care. Like when someone's having a conversation with you, you care what they're talking about. Like you're sitting there asking questions, holding that space for them. Um, this episode won't be out by the time, but I actually just wrote one of our Wake Up Wednesdays on listening. And you are probably the best listener that I know. So when you do turn around, whether it's facilitated through surfing or 
dinner conversation or a tough conversation, it doesn't really matter. Like you are the gift that you are giving people is a better surf experience, a better dinner conversation, a better tough conversation because of the way that you actually hold that space. Like that is a gift. That is a gift that they are getting from you is the fact that how much you selfishly kind of get out of helping somebody surf. Like that is very unselfish in the way that we talk about that a lot from what somebody gets out of that little mini lesson or little mini moment, like you said, on the other side of that courage is joy, but it's also self-worth, confidence, um, more courage, more risk-taking. Like there is an extended um, downstream benefit of of that gift that you are giving somebody. So just want to highlight that I think is one of your greatest strengths. Definitely something that I've learned a ton from and that I always appreciate down and just watching people surf with you. Like I have been on the receiving end of that, um, that very gift. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I, <clears throat> I think this kind of comes down to, you know, something we all, all do very well, I think. And, and I think everybody that comes on the retreat ultimately does a good job at is creating these like two-way investments where when, when we are really not just listening, but we are listening with either like curiosity or wonder, I would like to find wonder as like the combination of curiosity and awe or joy, right? But when, when you're listening with, with that type of quality, then you are getting just as much out of that conversation, out of that silence and, and presence than the person is getting from being able to say what they need to say to you, right? And so this is like goes back to that notion of, you know, kind of stripping down these kind of power dynamic hierarchies and really looking at everybody that shows up, not just on the retreat, but anywhere in the Live Better community as a teacher, right? I, I, I really like Brett, yeah, what you guys were kind of talking about, about stripping away the sort of like facade of all of the things that give us kind of status and standing. And you just sort of just show up as another human being, like everybody's kind of on equal footing um, where somebody might be stronger, another person might be weaker. And I think just very interestingly, and maybe it's just a quality of humans in general as a collective, but we kind of always find this like huge diversity of like skill sets too. We have people who are very productive, extremely creative, um, very financially successful. Some people are still just like, I don't know what I want to do and just kind of figuring it out. And I love that in every other area of life, that would be judged somehow. Somehow, some way, shape, or form in your everyday life, you are either propped up, put down, thought of this way, thought of that way, not always negative, sometimes positively, or sometimes like not really with too much kind of baggage associated with it. But on the retreats, like none of that means anything, which I think is so awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to come back to that, the, the idea of, of creativity in a second, but a, a question came to mind for um, both uh, Brett and Jason, just around like the one-on-ones you have with people and having done this for the past, I think five retreats now, um, without getting into any like specific details, I'm, I'm just curious, what kind of patterns have you seen emerge through these conversations? Like 
what are people bringing to the conversation? What kind of similarities are there in terms of the struggle of being a human being, the the joy of being a human being, right? Just I'm I'm just curious if you can like strip away any lessons from these like incredibly intimate um, and vulnerable co- conversations that you two have with people. Yeah, the, the couple that I think of, um, which I think a lot of this really came out in our in our last ceremony with everybody for this one specifically is how much baggage people carry from their childhood um, and how that translates and manifests at different stages of their lives. Um, and I think it's a it's a really important thing for all of us to recognize. Um, and one of the books we we recommend for people after the retreat, if they haven't read it yet, is The Four Agreements. And uh, Don Miguel in that book does a great job of, of of really talking about how childhood experience, both positive and or traumatic, can can really kind of honestly tinker with every decision that you make every single day, um, holding you back from experiences because of something that was said to you or done to you as a kid. Um, and it, it's really, I think, I think too, circling back to the COVID conversation, a couple of years of year and a half or so of isolation and also introspective work brought this out into people because they weren't able to dampen that inner child voice with work, stress, busyness, commuting, da, 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 and then just kind of running through their day. It came up in a lot of people. Um, and I think it's, it's a really common thing because it, it's imp- it impacts every one of us, right? Our subconscious is formed in our first 10 years of life before we have any sort of ability to make a decision on our own because you're on the, under the constraints of your, your situation, whether, wherever, however you're raised, because you can't do anything on your own because you don't have any freedom. Because uh, if you did something on your own, like you'd have to figure it out and you just can't do that. So. I think that's one that, that always comes up and it's like, how do we navigate that as, a, as an adult to strip away some of that if we need to and or amplify some of it of the good stuff? Uh, I find that that's a really common thing and it's, it's a beautiful thing because that's something that I think everybody can connect with. Um, maybe not on the magnitude of some things that have happened to people in their past, but everybody has something that's happened to them in their past. And once you hear about somebody else, Again, talking about stripping away this quote unquote status, we're all here together, regardless of your financial success, regardless of your relationship success, regardless of your career success. We all have things inside of us that are that are kind of dictating some of the decisions we make that we wish we could change. Um, so hearing about that from other people, one, I think is, is helpful for us as leaders to be able to kind of like level set. But also, it's just very, very interesting about how everyone shares that um, as one example. And then I think the other one that uh, I, I really find common too is one thing that we've just talked about is this is this real strong need for a strong interpersonal communication without judgment. Um, a lot of people find when they talk to their significant other, their best friends, their parents, that there's some sort of like judgment that sits there. Um, whether it's good or bad, or they, the other person might think they're doing it for the best of that, that individual. I think people really get a lot out of this, the lack of judgment and the being able to just let it all out. Um, and those conversations can get emotional. They can sometimes be very easy and fun and, and outgoing. 
Um, and I think that just translates really well into the rest of the week too. Yeah, I, I this trip probably more than any, I, I think it's pretty natural that when you show up on some type of health and wellness retreat that you have some inkling to be better. Um, you get attracted to a business with a name live better. I don't, I don't think, uh, we're going to attempt to go backwards in, in that way. So very naturally we attract a lot of high achievers, people who place a very high amount of stress on themselves and who are really holding a very, very high expectation of the results that they want in life. Um, whether that be personal, relational, professional, it doesn't really matter. Um, you see a, a very common underlying theme of high self-expectations, um, a drive towards success, and this constant need to be better. What I noticed a lot on this trip was that people were carrying around an incredibly elevated level of stress. I think COVID compounded that but really just held a mirror up to people um, and showed them that they didn't have a great way of dealing with that. It's kind of like if you're an asshole and you suddenly become rich, now you're just an even bigger asshole because you have more means to spread that. It's kind of an amplifier. I felt like COVID was sort of an amplifier um, in a way for a lot of people who kind of didn't have some of those things figured out. And when you're in a stressful situation, obviously that made it even more stressful. I think that those themes played out in a lot of entrepreneurial guilt. It had a lot of people not feel like they could give themselves a break. Um, had a lot of people striving to be busy without a clear sense of purpose. So they do a lot, but don't actually accomplish all that much. Or they don't find some type of fulfillment or purpose in that. So they just try and do more to fill that void where you're really just running yourself harder. You're not um, running any better. And I think that that between the, a couple of those things that Brett talked about where you're coming in with something you're kind of holding on to, like everybody has that little backpack worth of like stuff from childhood or some type of trauma or some type of challenge they're carrying around. And then you couple that with a, a heightened level of stress and really high expectation. And you're creating a bit of a powder keg. Um, where we feel very uncertain, sometimes we feel unfulfilled. And rather than take a step back and reprioritize and get very clear on our sense of like purpose and what our mission is, we just do more and more and more. And that is probably the worst thing you could do for somebody who already has high expectations, attaches their self-worth to what they do for a living, and kind of compounding a bit of that stress. So I think a lot of it is when we do a one-on-one -on -one session, Brett and I leave it very open-ended and, and are collecting a lot of information and sort of like build this context about this person. But everybody comes in with like one thing that it kind of always narrows down to. Um, and some of the themes of whatever those were across personal goals, relationship goals, professional goals, whatever that was that came out of that conversation, we felt like somebody was walking in with some type of challenge a high elevated amount of stress and this like want and need to be better without a very clear sense of direction on how to get there. And I felt like one reason why this trip jived so much is because all of our workshops and a lot of these interactions were really about like, 
removing that, at least identifying and sharing what that challenge is, trying to remove and move past it, then making some of those connections where like, oh, wow, maybe I'm figuring out a better way of doing this or a different way of doing this. That's not just me spinning my wheels. And then at the end of it, it was this great culmination of letting go of that challenge, having a better sense of direction and purpose, and then moving forward, standing on this like, okay, I've taken some time in this environment, which is naturally like detoxifying and takes away like stress reducing. And it creates this wonderful mix of like, I know where I'm going. I have a clear headspace to do it. And now I have all these people around me that are supporting me in doing that. And like for coaches or at least like very reliable partners that they know they can come to in a safe way. Um, That was something that was really magnified this trip for sure, more so than it's been. But I think if I look back, that's those have probably been pretty underlying themes all seven trips we've done. Yeah. And um, I think what's so cool about this too, and I'm going to tie this back to Paige here in a second. So just bear with me. But when we, when we go back to that question of like, who do we attract on these experiences? Jay, you, you touched on it. It's, you know, that word better, like live better people that, you know, want to keep expanding and, um, growing. Right. But I, I would maybe reframe it even it's, it's people that want to create, like that's who we are attracting our, our creatives. And that's not in the, in the artistic sense. That's, that's in the general sense of creativity. And I think that that is where we, um, are able to synthesize a, a group of people that when you have that kind of creative output, alongside others, you then develop this momentum and motivation and confidence to, to stick with it and to, and to continue to inquire in various areas of your life of how you can be more creative. Because I, I really do believe that the, the act of creating, regardless of what it is, is our most natural state and form as a human being. It's when we become better is when we are creating. Right. And so a lot of the conversations, the workshops are all kind of helping to develop um, these kind of a a container around our creativity so that, you know, we're not just kind of moving in a million different directions, but we can really dial in what it is we are trying to create in our life. And, you know, I've been I've been studying um, cosmology um, recently uh, for this project, I'm this photography book I'm working on called Fragments of Freedom, which is really um, a study on freedom more than anything. But my friend Josh Montz um, kind of pointed me in the direction of, in the direction of cosmology because it's something he studies. And the more I've I've been learning, the more I'm I'm understanding the story of the universe and and how the universe, which is us, is a place of creativity. And we can see this where the, the creativity is, is constantly expanding. We can, I think, tie it back to in like the 1930s, um, Edwin Hubble showed Albert, Albert Einstein through his um, telescope that the galaxies are moving away from one another. They're, they are constantly expanding, thus they are constantly creating, which no wonder why 
we are our best versions of, our, of ourselves when we are in relationship to that. And just think about, I mean, I can think about myself, right? The times in my life where I have been um, the version of, of myself that I'm not the most proud of or depressed um, or just sad is when I'm not creating. It's when I'm just static, right? When I am the best version of myself, it's not that I'm just creating, but I'm creating with meaning and purpose. And I think if I can just tie this back to freedom and what I'm learning about freedom very quickly is that freedom is really only possible when it's um, <clears throat> when it's attached to a constraint, right? Because a constraint gives you the ability to 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 become free and to feel that. And so I think when we go back, when we maybe go back to creativity, it's about how do we really develop a focus? And I think the focus um, is potentially synonymous with like developing meaning in your life. And once you have that and it's catalyzed inside of your, your, your body and mind, then you can start to create with purpose. And to tie this back to Paige, you know, Paige came on our retreats and then look what Paige is doing now, right? Left Leo Burnett, started a creative agency, is creating every single day and Live Better has benefited immensely from that creativity. I think we could all agree to that, that this past retreat, part of it being um, the, uh, w- what I think was the, the, the best retreat we've ever put on, um, a lot of it had to do um, based on Paige's creativity and, and what she brought to the experience and how she helped us organize and kind of tell the story. Right. And so Paige, I'm just curious if you can kind of touch on that a little bit, like your journey from going from like, you know, working at Leo Burnett, coming on the retreats, leaving Leo Burnett, starting your own agency and starting to share that kind of creativity. Cause not only are you creating, you're also um, in relationship with other people to help them become more creative. Yeah, totally. Um, well, thank you, first of all, for saying that. I appreciate that madly. But I think, you know, it's an, I'm listening to everything that you guys are saying, and there's a few points where I can start at with as to how it relates to my own experience and coming on a retreat, where I was, where I am now, is when I first came on the retreat, I came on the retreat because I wasn't not that I wasn't super happy with what I was doing. I had this dream job that was once a dream and was a super sexy job at a big agency working for big clients, but I knew there was something more to life. And I always had this weird curiosity when I was working in the corporate world, that big agency life of like, is this really it? Is this all people do? is just do this work all the time. And I remember asking people that. I started working and I'm like, I, I, I couldn't grasp as like a young professional that this was just what, it, what life was supposed to be. I'm like, is there anything else that people are going to be doing other than this their whole life? And I came across Brett and Jason through taking Barry's classes in Chicago. Long story short, got connected with them and ended up going on a retreat and had been in this kind of year of exploration of what's the next thing for me. I followed this dream path. It wasn't filling me up as I thought it was. It's on paper. It looked really great, but 
mentally, physically wasn't giving me what I wanted and came on the retreat into your guys's point of these types of people that you guys are explaining in the terms of doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what you're here for. Everyone can speak to you as an equal and as a peer. I didn't think this type of group of people existed. It was mind blowing to me, which is sad in a sense that maybe I wasn't exposed to this prior other to think that other people may not be exposed to such a safe environment um, or eclectic environment, mutually respected environment um, until maybe in an experience like this. And it was pretty mind blowing so much that I literally quit my job like the Thursday I got back. And I remember my executive um, team member saying, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, but I know it's not this. And it, <laughs> it was the first time that I think she said, she's like, no one has ever left without a next step. I had interviewed at other agencies. I was like, eh, this, this isn't for me. Went on the retreat. I go, this definitely isn't for me. I got to get out. And, you know, started hustling, doing a bunch of side jobs, was working with my brother, um, who's a creative and, you know, doing some of my own things, which eventually got me to reaching out to Brett and Jason and Ryland and saying, Hey, like I, I got so much out of this retreat and you know, this is my background and the career I'm trying to build. Like I absolutely adore what you guys are doing, who you guys are as human beings and how you kind of helped me come to this realization at two, such a young age, gratefully. Uh, how can I help grow and expand that so you can reach more people. And it became this really natural relationship of just teamwork and working together and you guys, one, respecting who I am, what I wanted to do and giving me the creative freedom to help you guys build the business to what you want it to be and continue continually what you want it to be. And I mean, looking back, it's crazy to think that I've now think been working with you guys for longer than I was at Leah Burnett. I was thinking about that on my walk here today, which is crazy, but it's this like whole involvement from not even having the awareness that people had conversations and had these deep interactions with one another, just human to human, I think was just the most life-changing thing. And now I'm just so grateful that I can be a part of it on a regular basis. And two other things I wanted to touch on from off what you guys mentioned was, one, everyone being so different, so eclectic, this group of people that even though every single time there's such a wide gap of who they are, what they do, where they're from, and everything we've been saying, come to this retreat with so much mutual respect for one another. I think one, because everyone is the similar person in the sense that they put a lot of stress on themselves. Um, and the co a common ground between this group of people is people don't really take time to relax or sometimes even know how to relax. So once people see other, once everyone kind of has this awareness that Yes, everyone's different, but we all came here for kind of a similar reason and to have these meaningful moments. Uh, everyone lets us guard down and you see people who 
probably haven't relaxed or take some time for themselves in a really long time, like really be themselves, which comes back to the whole point of Ryland, you saying what the retreat is all about is us just allowing people to be themselves. And then to Brett's point about the kind of um, child trauma and um, conversations that people have that some it's always rooted back to that inner child. I think the retreat opens up this space for play and reminds you going this create. That's what I'm talking about with the creativity standpoint that you're talking about. Ryland is it's just this like life's a playground and people are coming to yes, to a degree, maybe be competitive, but it's all in, in fun to learn new things, to brainstorm and talk about things that they not may not usually do on a day-to-day basis. And so with my story and kind of touching on those two things, I think um, just wrap up, I think my experience wraps up the definition of the retreat and kind of a, a similar expansion and journey that other people can have to their own, to their own degree when coming on a live better retreat. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I'm not surprised because, and here's why, is I've had the privilege of being a part of this from a very early stage. But before that, it was, this is all the the, the synthesis between two different energies and personalities coming together, being Brett and Jason, right? And I think the combination of YouTube, Brett and Jay is what opens up these doors for all of these other things to happen because your dynamic is so unique. It's so rare to see two people work in synchronicity in the way that you two do and bring, I think, two of the most valuable things to the table. Brett is like the shot of adrenaline that every single person needs. This kind of idealist mind and perspective that has this um, like deeply rooted belief that everybody can be better, right? <clears throat> and showing people that they can be better and believing in them and giving them that confidence. Like Brett, you give people so much confidence in, in themselves. It's fucking beautiful. But then you have to do something with that. And then I think that's where you come in, Jason, is like your logical mind and the way you approach things helps people take that energy and then break it down into not just how to like go about it, but how to make it sustainable in their lives. Right. And so this is where, you know, I think those two things are so deeply ingrained in this idea of being creative and how to not just understand what is your story, but how do I create around that story? Yeah. I mean, I, one, I appreciate you, um, saying that um about the two of us i think what's been interesting from the beginning i I think we the two of us honestly really lucked out like we were just friends first so like i know we've we've talked about that on a bunch of podcasts and kind of shared that but like we were friends first and it was a very natural friendship and not a lot of business friendships last a long time because eventually there's some deviation and mission or thought or whatever. And I think been very fortunate. I sort of talk about it like my uh, marriage <laughs> and relationship with Emily too, but like our lives have changed so many times since the beginning 
that we're very fortunate, I think, that those directions keep moving in the same, those, those two, our two lives keep moving in the same direction, where it's been very easy to stay on the same page um, and feel very fortunate that we are friends, that our business values, our personal values are very much aligned. I think that kind of has to be the first thing. But it, it's been interesting to watch those like complementary personality skills play out because Brett's just all gas all the time. And you can tell the way he talks, the way he types, the way he interacts with people is like got a much more very like blatant intensity to him, um, but in a super caring and very genuine way. And my oh, the pers- most, the most genuine. And my personality is, and, and what I think is kind of funny, and I think Paige brings an even better dynamic to the four of us, but I think like on that continuum, like you have such a good emotional control with people and an emotional understanding of 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 people that brings this wonderful sense of like kind of soft compassion into a into a conversation and into a relationship. And then I feel like the way that I fit in is sort of in the middle of those two. So Brett and I work really well because when he's going super high, I can balance myself low and have enough EQ to play in that space. And then when Brett's taking a break, like I can not as high, but I can certainly dial it up to be much more aggressive and loud and whatever I need to be in that, in that point in time. But what's amazing is when then you get the three of us where we can completely be in that natural state where I'm a little more balanced up and down, depending on the time of day or activity, Brett's always up and you're kind of always super even keel for the most part. It makes it such a great trio. And then Paige just being female too, as just balances out a little more of the male energy, but brings this like amazing kind of creative, like um, very thoughtful, very like, passionate and caring part to this that like the four of us as a team running these trips is such a natural fit like yeah it might might have started with brett and i but like can't really create the same dynamic without you right and then it wouldn't have been the same dynamic obviously um without Paige. so thank you for saying that but at the same time like both of us very much reflect back that like we the, the three of us and then now the four of us create like such a great dynamic that I think other people, one piece of feedback we've, we've received a lot is that people are like, it's really nice to see like you guys like truly love each other and like care about each other and you're friends. And I think that it's probably fairly unique to see three a little bit more like masculine kind of more like alpha figure males like also act like that where you can be sensible and vulnerable, show each other you care about each other. Like it's very, very evident um, because it's true. Like it's just authentic. Like we're not any different when it's just the three of us. We're not like playing that up for a group of people. Um, And I think that that is really what kind of for the four of us to be very much ourselves, like to begin with, sets a great stage to then allow everybody else to just sort of follow suit. Mm, yeah. And <clears throat> I just bring it up too, because I think it's important for people to, to understand the arc of the, the story behind Live Better. Like how, how did this come into existence and um, just have that transparency there? Because I, I really don't think it's anything that's like 
it's happening because we're special or anything. It's just that we we decided like we decided to do it, and all we're doing really is is creating a container. Like Paige had mentioned, we are creating a container for people to show up as themselves, feel safe as themselves, and then teach others as themselves. And <clears throat> I, I, again, it's it goes back to this like just everybody has this this immense beauty and power of creativity within them. And I think we go through seasons in our lives where that creativity um, can become dormant. And that's what I get out of the retreats personally, is that everybody collectively helps pull that back to the surface for me and and puts me in that position where, you know, and I've said this before, my favorite part of the retreat isn't the, the, the retreat itself. It's the month following the retreat. Because I'm able to integrate all of those lessons, all of those conversations, um, newfound perspectives and feelings um, into my life, right? And that's where like, I just noticed that after the retreats, I'm not a morning person at all. You guys know that. I'm the last one out of our room every, every day. After the retreat though, I am like a freaking energizer bunny in the morning popping out of bed. That's right, Brett. and that's maybe Brett, you know, <laughs> off a bit. Um, and I know, I know, Brett had to bounce, um, and I do too in a second. But I thought maybe a cool way to to wrap this up would be to kind of just reflect on the past retreats, thinking ahead to our next retreat. Like, what are what are some or one lesson um, that that you you have learned from from the past experiences that you are excited to bring into the next one. And I, I can start, give you guys a, a second to think about that. Um, but I, I think for me, the, the one that, that comes comes up is to, to show up with a don't know mind. And what I mean by that is that every time I have showed up to the retreat thinking I know something, someone there challenges it and shifts my perspective and, and humbles me and puts me in the position where I'm now growing and learning. And so I think it's not just showing up on the retreat with the don't know mind, but it's bringing that kind of don't know mind into my life because I think that's what is able to then cultivate the ability to listen with curiosity. Yeah, mine is actually very similar, but slightly different. I... The first couple, I really wanted to show up as this like sort of like powerful leader figure where I'm like, I'm here to teach you something. You are here to learn from me, right? Like it's our trip. And that was not me standing on a pedestal being like, I know more. It was, well, you're paying for to come have me do this. So like I better mm-hmm. offer something. And so I think I kept just trying to offer and offer and offer. And now I think that the most valuable thing that we give is the space. And so I really try and listen first. And if even if we are delivering, really letting the vibe of the group, the you asked kind of what has been coming up in individual sessions, taking more of those common themes and allowing that to drive a lot of the way that we host conversations and a lot of the questions we ask and a lot of the things that I ask of people rather than be like, well, can you do this training thing or this nutrition thing? It is more on that human level of like, hey, entrepreneurial guilt has come up. What do you guys think about that? And kind of volunteering my own 
vulnerabilities first rather than trying to kind of stay away from that and let that be a participant thing. I think even though we're the ones in charge, what we do really well is lead by example. And every time you've gone first in sharing something, it sets the stage. This time when Brett was sharing things about Kevin before we did the paddle out, like that set the stage. Um, and I think that that's been um, a great kind of change for me and something that I, I, I have to go in with less expectation about, oh, everyone's going to get this, this, and that about the finite health details you were speaking about and more like, how am I going to on the fly create a better atmosphere for people to kind of learn these things? And then I can just let a natural amount of whatever knowledge or teaching just kind of come out on the back end of that, like as people kind of ask and inquire. Yeah, I love that. I think there, um, I love that. I love what both of you guys said. I think it's a testament to who you guys are as human beings too. Um, but I think what's most, for me, what's most interesting and what sticks with me in thinking about these retreats is we go in to them with like so much love for like the four of us together as a team. And like, we were so excited, especially because this one was, hadn't happened in over a year. And I think we go in with that love, like knowing, because we know what happens after. We know the group of the people. We know kind of that like just love for everyone and support for everyone that comes after. And what I never want to forget and what I'm always kindly reminded after these retreats is just love for yourself too, individually. I think we forget and it's very hard, especially in this kind of similar group of people we're talking about very entrepreneurial, have put a lot of stress in yourselves. Um, it's very hard to sit back and like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. And I think the time and reflection that we get on these retreats like always brings me back to that. And not only me individually, but you can tell that people are having kinder conversations to themselves. And that's something that I never want to forget. And I don't think I will, but um, that I kind of went into this retreat with the reminder for myself as a reflection of where I am now as a part of the team, but also excited for everyone else to have that reminder. And because self-love comes first before, you know, taking care of everyone else around you. I love that. It's such a good reminder to, to be gentle with ourselves, especially on the, on the pursuit of becoming better. Um, there's a reason it's live better. It's not live perfect because you fucking can't, right? <laughs> Life is both hard and beautiful. And um, we just need to, you know, as, as we are talking about holding space for others, this is all just as much about holding space for, for ourselves. Um, so yeah, thank you for that reminder page. Well, we appreciate you, Rye. It's a perfect time to, uh, to wrap up. We got, the four of us hanging out on here. If you guys are listening to this and want to hear more or learn more about our retreats, we've got an upcoming trip in March of 2022, another one in November, um, and many other events on the calendar. You can go to livebetterco.org and check out anything there. There's plenty of places to inquire. Shoot us an email. Find us on Instagram at livebetterco. You can find Rye at Rye Hormel. 
shoot any of us DMs, send us emails, send us messages. We love to talk. We'd love to get you guys on a trip um, and hopefully provide you with the same experience um, that we've been able to do a few times and hope to continue to do for a very long time. So, Rye, thank you very much for joining us today, brother. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. I love you guys so much. Can't wait for the next one. Let's go. See you on the beach. See you on the beach. Peace.